0: Good morning, guys. Um, we're coming to you from Smith Mountain. We're down here trying to uh, get away for a few days and uh, just be around each other. Uh, we've had a good time so far. Grayson, of course, is uh, wide open, full tilt. Uh, much to pray about, you know. Pray for our safety. Pray for uh, the, thank the Lord that we're able to get away. Thank the Lord that we're able to enjoy each other a little bit. If you would, just pray the Lord keep us safe, hedge us about. Also, we need to pray for Marvin Mills and his family. We need to pray. Uh, Marvin's coming off ECMO, so that means Marvin probably won't be with us much longer. Uh, he's a very sick man, and he's about to be um, in the best shape of his life. So thank God for that. Thank God for heaven uh, that we have somewhere to look forward to going after all this is said and done. You know, Angie said it this morning. She said, "You have to. Um, there's a few things you got to do with this, like when you're faced with uh, like a pandemic, like we are. You got to resolve the fact that you possibly could die, and when you do that, you can gain peace because you know that if you do die, live or die, you're in you're 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 Christ. So, uh, if I live, I live for Christ. If I die, I die in Christ, and I go see Him. So thank God either way. But do pray, Lord, keep us safe. Lord, keep you guys safe. Pray for all of our sick people. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to open them to John chapter number 10. John chapter number 10. I've been studying about the sheep, fold, the sheep, the shepherd. Give you a little thought this morning, and I pray that uh, uh, it'll encourage you. It is going to be more of a teaching lesson than it is a preaching lesson, because it's really hard to preach. With nobody to preach to, I can't get Angie, Gabrielle, and Grayson to set still. I've tried taking up an offer, and tr- they won't give no money. They're they're stingy. I've tried, uh, I've tried an altar call. Nobody will come pray. So I, I mean, it, it's bad. I, I pray that the Lord move in the in this revival meeting here in the camper. If you if you would open your Bibles to John ten, chapter number one, uh, chapter number ten, verse number one. Word of God says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all you do, and we thank you for your goodness, your grace. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love and your mercy. We pray you'll just help, watch over us, keep us safe, Lord. May your hand be upon us. May, your, may, your, may you shield us about, Lord. And for the many that's sick in our congregation, Lord, we pray, O oh God, that you'll just touch them and help them. Uh, Lord, we pray you'll watch over us. And Lord, we pray that uh, you, you'll just uh, you'll be an ever-present help in this time that we're in. Uh, times like we've never seen. But Lord, we know that the Word of God teaches that. We know that the Word of God tells us about that. And, and uh, in trying times, troubled times, we should look up because uh, the coming of the Lord could be at any time. And we, we, we know that. Thank you for the assurance that we have when it gets really bad. It's getting really close. So thank God for that. Thank you, Lord, and we just thank you for it. We ask now you'll just bless for the next few minutes. Help us to be able to teach your word. In Christ's name, amen. The word of God does say, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. To look at that, we'll look just a minute at the sheepfold. Uh, I've heard this preached uh, several different ways, and uh, the sheepfold is not heaven because in the sheepfold there's still trouble in in the sheepfold there's still access from the outside world in, in the sheepfold, trouble can come in. they can climb up, get in, and uh, the bible says they're a thief and a robber but uh, to understand something the sheepfold is uh it's it's just an enclosure. It's open to the wind. It's an enclosure that is uh, open to the owner. It's an enclosure not covered with a roof. Uh, it's, a, a, it's not sheltered from being able to be seen from the outside. It's not a barn. It's not a shed. It's not, closed. it's not a closed-in structure in any way. It's just a walled, open to the sun, sky, stars, rain, all the elements of the world, it's still open to that. But it's just a, a wall, uh, m- m- maybe being uh, a stone, maybe being dried bricks, maybe being timbers, uh, maybe being uh, a, a mud barrier of some nature. Uh, it could be tightly packed thorns, brushes together. Uh, it's just a place to corral the sheep. And as we study this just for a minute, I want you to think about something. You could apply this to the church and to your individual life. Within our life, within our church, we'll first start with. That's not our last, our final destination. We corral together so the shepherd can feed us. We corral in that sheepfold so that the shepherd can use us and, and guide us and direct us. Why is it important to be in the house of God? Why is it important to be around God's people? So it's to, to be congregated together so that we can learn. It, it's a place enclosed with walls as a safeguard for the sheep. It, it's, it protects us uh, against predators, uh you know, depending on the country, it could be lions, leopards, it could be hyenas, it could be, uh, in our area, it, it could be bears, it could be, it could be coyotes. But I'll tell you what it is spiritually everywhere. Beware of wolves in sheep's clothing, who sneak in unaware, and destroy the flock. And in your personal life, beware of the wolves that come at you. Beware that, uh, that you may get yourself in a position that the, that the sheepfold has been pilfered and, and went over. And, and any time that something gets inside of the sheepfold, whether it be the, the church or whether it be your individual life, when you allow the, 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 the devil to get into your life, it destroys. He came to kill and to steal and to rob. Jesus came that we may have life. Have it more abundantly, but the devil's just his sole purpose is to kill, to, st- to steal, and destroy your joy, your freedom, your your fellowship uh, within that sheepfold. See, the sheep was able to be close to the shepherd, and likewise the shepherd close to the sheep. He could evaluate them. He could. Uh, in the sheepfold, he could see which one was hurt, which one, which one had a had a problem. Maybe, maybe which one had some pestilence and, and bugs, maybe had, had, had ate at its face a little bit, and they, they needed to be nurtured. The oil needed to be applied, and 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 and, and, the, and the ult, an ultimate need to be put up on the sheep, uh, uh, so that he may be able to heal up and get better. Thank God that we have a place to go uh, to get better uh, in the Lord. Thank God we have a, a church, and we can go, and, and we, can, uh, uh, we can make sure that the devil is not a part of that. And uh, we should always guard against uh, the sheepfold. We should always be on guard in our personal life, in our church life. We should always be uh, um, uh, ready to come into the fold, also but aware of the fact that, that there is a way to come into the fold. The the Lord says, I say unto you he that entered him not by the door. Well Jesus says I am the door. If any man enter any other way, he's a he's a thief and a robber. So the Lord tells you what the door is, the door's him. So many churches now are gathering up a big sheepfold, but they're not using the right door. They're just gathering people in. They're just gathering people in. They're just gathering people up. They're not worried about getting people's soul saved. They're not worried about getting people right with God. They're not worried about getting people in, in, in the proper uh, state of mind or state of heart or, or, or condition of soul to be part of the sheepfold. All they're worried about is gathering people up, making them feel good and do right. But the Lord says... When you, do, when you come into the sheepfold any other way than, but through the door, you're a thief and a robber. A thief and a robber has no right to the shepherd. Matter of fact, the shepherd uh, would ward off, the shepherd would uh, uh, run off that which tries to kill and steal. Now, he won't run people off, but the Lord does not want people destroying the flock. He wants you to become a, 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 into the sheepfold as a sheep. Not a destroyer. Not an animal. Not a wolf. Not something that, that's going to kill the sheep. But he wants people to come into the sheepfold as sheep. So that he could love, nurture, and care. The, the Lord says, I say unto you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold. Jesus said, I am the door. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except by me. The Lord says that uh, there is... The, the Bible teaches us all throughout the Scripture, should I say, uh, that there's only one way into heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. That's through the sheepfold, through the shepherd, into the eternity that we're looking for. We're part of the sheepfold right now, my friends. We're part of the sheepfold of God, and, and we should warn against all the destruction that the devil is trying to throw at us. We must be resolved that everybody does not want the church to prosper. Everybody don't want the pastor to prosper. Everybody don't want the members to prosper. Mostly the devil. And he uses people. He would do more than anything to destroy the sheepfold. And once he finds an avenue in... He'll repetitively and repeat, he'll always repeat and go back to the uh, the, the same avenue to get into the sheepfold until we fix it. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong, but I am saying that one must warn against the devil. One must preach the gospel that there is but one way into heaven. One must encourage people to be part of the sheepfold. I'm thankful that I am, this, this morning, part of a fold of people that loves the Lord, cares about the things of God, and enjoys being nurtured and cared for by the shepherd. You guys pray for us as we pray for you. We love you. We care We care very much for all of you, and we love you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Pray for all of our members. Pray for Cheryl. Pray for Brother Randy and Emma. Pray for all of our older people that's uh, uh, that just has a few problems. Just uh, look out for them. Burn us. Daph. Pray for my mom. Just remember each other in prayer. We thank you for all you do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this, the word of God that means so much to us. I pray that it's an encouragement to you people. Lord, bless, watch over, keep us safe in Christ's name. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Uh, It's Sunday morning. We're getting ready to uh, pack up and head back to West Virginia here in a few hours. Uh, We wanted to just remind everybody that there's much to pray about. Pray for all of our members that's sick. Need to remember Joy and Frank. Need to remember Melissa, Cheryl. All of them is on the uh, mending side of COVID, so thank the Lord for that. Do remember... uh, Emma and Randy with all their health problems. Remember um, Miss Pat uh, with all of her elements. Remember Daphne. Remember Bernice when you pray. Remember my mom when you pray if you would. Remember Sharon and Willie. Really, really, everybody in the church, just uh, name them by name and pray for them because everybody's got something going on in their lives. So think you know, think about them and pray about them and ask the Lord to help them, watch over them. If, uh, if you would, I'd like for you to get your Bibles. We're going to be looking at something this morning, I, I think maybe a blessing to you. In Judges chapter number 7. Judges, chapter number seven. I'm sure all of you are somewhat familiar with the story of Gideon. Uh, Gideon took three hundred people and defeated an army of the Midianites and the and the uh, ones around him there. And we uh, we take Gideon's story. And just absolutely um, use it for good. I mean, use it just like Gideon was the picture of uh, power, strength, and courage. And, and we, we, we take Gideon's story and, and we, uh, we model it like, you know, that Gideon was just a uh, fireball ready to go. But we're going to look at a couple things in Gideon's life that may help us grow in our faith. The Bible says in chapter 7, verse number uh, 17, it says, He said unto them, that was the three companies of men that he had. He divided the 300 up into three different companies and 100 in each one. He said, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord, and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came into the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers uh, that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hand and trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried, the, Lord, the sword of the Lord and, uh, and of Gideon, and they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. And the three hundred blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host, and the host fled. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all you do and all you, all you care for us. And, everything about just your love and care and concern for us, Lord. We do pray for all the ones that uh, is sick amongst our congregation, Lord. We do pray for this this COVID virus that seems to be rampant in our county, Lord, that uh, you may just calm it down, Lord, that we may have a little bit, just a little bit of easement of mind knowing that, uh, uh, Lord, just help us to understand and help us to, uh, Lord, help us to have faith and look to you. We pray now we can look at Gideon and the story of of his life, Lord, that we may be able to um, draw some strength from it. We thank you for all you do in Christ's name, Amen. So in Gideon's, cha- in, I mean in Judges chapter number seven, we see Gideon just absolutely looking like a man of power, looking like a man of uh, one who has uh, all the faith in the world that God can take care of and God can uh, uh, he's going to charge in and he's going to defeat the whole band of people. The Bible says uh, just right before that said when he went down he He looked and the Midianites and all of them looked like grasshoppers. There were so many of them. Yet Gideon we see this and we read this and we think oh man Gideon was just uh, fired by Roberts. He was ready to take on the world. But for lack of time and 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 lack of keeping you guys' attention, I want to just build up to this very quickly. Gideon, at the beginning, God had told him to deliver Israel, but in chapter number first to chapter number six, uh, he had told him that uh, he needed to uh, be the deliverer, deliverer of Israel, and here he is doing it. But boy, boy, what a trip to get there! First, Gideon tells the Lord, said, "Okay, I'm gonna lay a." A fleecy wool down and I want, you to, uh, I want you to soak it down with water and all the ground be dry if that's really what you want me to do so Gideon got up next morning and he took the, the fleece and he rang it out and there was a whole pitcher of water wasn't good enough for Gideon he said alright now I want you to soak the ground or wet the ground and keep the fleece dry same thing happened God did, God did it to prove, to prove uh, Gideon so then Gideon, you know, his faith started growing. Then God told Gideon, I want you to tear down your father's altar to Baal. And, and I want you to take the second second uh, uh, bullock from his, from his stock, and I want, you to, I want you to build an altar unto me and sacrifice there. So at nighttime, Gideon went in and took it down for fear of his father. He break it. He break it down. Built an altar, and there, there he sacrificed. And uh, Swayed it. even his father uh, didn't want to didn't want to pursue him or kill him. So we're building up. Gideon, seemingly a man of confidence and power and strength, and and, and, and seemingly a man that is ready to take on the world, and seemingly a man that has all the mindset to serve God. And then here, we, uh, if we study the building up to this, the night, or the couple nights, I guess, before Gideon, uh, you, you, what we just read, you see Gideon in all of his strength and all of his power and all of his, in all of his readiness to, to charge. We see him fearful. The Lord said, if you're, if you're fearful, afraid, I want you to go down to the, and, and listen. And he went down and he stood on the outside of the watch of the Midianites and he heard a man come in and the man said, I have dreamed a dream and he told him about the dream and the other man there interpreted the dream and what the dream was that Gideon had already won the battle. And he, and he, he said that he, he dreamed that uh, ca- some uh, 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 some uh, cakes come in and come into a tent and uh, destroyed the uh, destroyed the tent, and and it and it and it became the sword of Gideon, and he interpreted that Gideon was going to defeat the Midianites and uh, uh, and conquer them. So Gideon heard all this, and he went back, and that's when his faith started to flourish. So the, what I'm trying to get to this morning is this. Lots of times we see people of great faith. And it seems like they're shining at their greatest moment. And I'm saying this to everybody that's listening. Lots of times we have to go through the trials. We have to go through the we have to go through all the motions that God gets us. I used to think fear was the greatest one I mean it was just a great sin against God, but Gideon here was afraid of things, and God brought him along slowly. He was afraid that he couldn't lead God's people. And he got the fleece wet, and then got the ground wet. He was afraid that his father would kill him, and his father, uh, he swayed his father to believe. He said, if Baal's going to defend Baal, let him defend him. And then here he is. He's got the whole army, the whole, every man of Israel ready to charge. I think if you figure that up, it'll be about 23,300. Going to charge in and attack the Midianites. God said, whoa, that's too many. If that happens, then, the, then, God's, then then Israel's going to think that Israel did it. He said, we're going to thin them out a little bit. I want you to go tell everybody that's scared, go home. If you're scared of the attack, go home. So he did. Then he said... Still too many. So they had 10,300. So take them down to the creek and everyone that puts their hand in and laps, like a, laps the water up with their tongue, we're gonna keep. And everybody that bends down on their knees, we're gonna send home. That's how we get to the 300. The 300 bent down, lapped the water with their tongue right, right out of the creek. The other one's bent down on their knees and uh, drank that way. And God said, all right, we're going to take these 300 men and we're going to defeat all the ones that look like a grasshopper. Well, Gideon was a little bit gun-shy. God said, I've already prepared the heart of your enemy. They're already defeated. Lots of times we have to go through all the stages of God grooming us to get us to the point that we can understand by faith our battle has already been won. By faith, no weapon formed against us will ever prosper. By faith, by Gideon being proved all the way up through there, we see greater he that's in me than he that's in the world. We see all the scriptures fulfilled of God before us, who can be against us. We see all the scriptures fulfilled that that, that God is our shield and our, our defense. God is the one who will fight for us. God is the one... And, you know, in our spiritual and physical battles, if we sometimes just or all times just realize sometimes God is allowing us to have uh, unrest of heart because we're trusting in our own ability. What God wants us to see is God's in control of our lives. God's in control of our circumstances, but we only have to look to him. Gideon had 23,000 men ready to fight. God brought them down to 300. Why? Because he didn't want the men thinking that they had did anything. He wanted them to realize that it was all God. It was all him preserving and, and defending and, and attacking. And, you know, the plan was. And, and he gave them the plan and they executed it the way, the way they should be executed. And God has given us the plan and the Word of God. If we'll just execute it, live by it, trust in it, we don't have to defend it. It's a defense of its own. People say, oh, you can't judge me. When you give them the Word of God, you're not judging. You're giving them a stern warning from God. Gideon took God's Word and trusted that God was going to deliver Israel we read on if you'll read that they went down and they, they enjoyed the, vi- the spoils of the victory they, uh, they actually took two princes from the Midianites and, uh, uh, that's a whole other story but they, they took two princes the Midianites and, and of course they killed them and they, and they showed their victory and they, they under, understand that God destroys our enemies that's before us if we'll put our faith in him It's not wrong, as Gideon showed, to be a little bit apprehensive. But when God proves us along the way, when God shows us along the way that we have victories, we're going to have victory, we're going to have victory, we're going to have victory. That's what Calvary is. You know, the devil will convince us that salvation is not for us. And God proves us. God saves you for this day. God has saved you for this day, this hour, this time in life. If you're not saved. God has brought you to this place right here. You're listening to this message. It's all right to be apprehensive, but it's not all right to stay apprehensive. It's all right to have some doubts and fears, but it's not all right to continue to have doubts and fears about your soul. It's all right, because that's conviction. Not knowing if you're going to heaven or not, and doubting and, 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 and being insecure about it, is conviction trying to lead you to Calvary. It's important. Calvary is the place that God won the victory. I'm not trying to work my way into heaven, and I'm not trying to win myself into heaven. I'm not trying to build up anything to get me into heaven. I'm trusting solely in Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want you to take Gideon's lesson. Think about it. Gideon looked like he was just ready to, as the old saying goes, charge hell with a water pistol and thought he could win. Building up to that, God had to prove Gideon that uh, and show him that uh, uh, through his fear and through his... Reluctantly to do anything, God had already won the battle, and when Gideon got that faith, and got that strength, and got that mindset that God was for him, he was able to do anything that God told him. Gideon could be our life. God may be bringing you up slowly, just for the sole purpose of doing something great for Him. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Study Gideon's life. Read a little bit about this. We'll see you all in a few days. We thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the Word of God. Lord, just help us and may it go out and help your people. We thank, for, we thank you for all you do for us. We thank you for a good week together with my family, Lord. We, we, we just praise your name that we've been able to have a good time, just spending time with each other. Uh, Lord, we thank you for uh, letting us love each other and care about each other. Help us, Lord. Keep us safe as we travel home. We just thank you in Christ's name. Amen.